pushing buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 122. Today I'm going to chat with Hank Strange, discuss new social media policies, talk about our holiday plans, and highlight the new Glock 44. I am your host, Ava Flanell, and Hank just said that he can battle rap. So <laughs> that think... was metaphorical. That was metaphorical. Oh, so you're oh, not gonna what? you're not gonna battle rap for us? Are you gonna battle rap against me? Or did I did I spit out that I you know can battle rap? I can barely form sentences most days. No, I so it was metaphorical, meaning <laughs> that everything I say comes from the top of the head. All right, I won't. I guess I won't hold you to it then. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So real quick, Manicore Arms. Uh, you guys, you know, they make a lot of parts for the Tavor. One of my favorites is the Tavor foreign that they have. So it replaces that Palmer stock foreign uh, with the aluminum foreign that Manicore makes. And as a result, it'll accept any of the arc lock rail se- uh, segments or it'll accept any of the Magpul MOE compatible accessories. So I definitely recommend it. It gives it just a really nice look. And you can check that out at manicorearms.com. Use the code GUNFUNNY15 and that will get you 15% off. Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry. All right. So first off, welcome back to the show. It's been, it's been like, I don't know, almost a year and a half at least since you were on the show last, you and Lola. Um, yeah, it's been that long because I've actually had this show now for almost two and a half years. Oh, okay. which is crazy. It doesn't even seem like it, you know, you think yes. I'd actually have the hang of it by now considering I've done so many episodes, but I still don't. You're so much more professional than me. You're cause I do like a live, I do this live as a show that goes out over YouTube and then I strip the audio and that's the podcast, but you're so professional. I am. I am. And, yep. And serious. But I don't you know. know how, I have no idea how you manage to do a show. Like what is it? Five, five times a week. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's mm-hmm. insane. It is. It's pretty, it's pretty insane. Yes. <laughs> um, because I'm actually, so this is going to be, you guys hear, heard it here first. I am going to be starting a second podcast and I have co-host and he's like, yeah, let's do, you know, two shows a week. And I'm like, what are you kidding me? I have <laughs> other jobs to run here. <laughs> <laughs> two a week. Yeah. It's pretty crazy for us, but we, I just kind of like fall through it, I guess. And then you also have a bunch of guests and I have no idea how you guys manage to schedule all those guests because even right now, like figured next week is Christmas and I'm like, okay, scrambling to find a guest and mm-hmm. in, you know, so yeah, I have no idea, but. All right. So if anybody hasn't heard of you, just kind of explain what it is that you do in the industry. Okay. Uh, my name is Hank Strange. <laughs> uh, will the real Hank Strange please stand up now? Okay. So yeah, uh, basically I started out, I have a YouTube channel, YouTube slash Hank Strange. And my, basically I'm sharing my experience, my growth, my learning process with guns. I wasn't in the military or law enforcement or anything like that. I'm really an artist and really a creative person, but I believe in the Second Amendment. I believe in guns. I believe that you don't have anything that you cannot defend. So 
you know, I moved to Florida a while back, and one of the biggest reasons I did it is so that I can legally own guns and actually, you know, because growing up as a kid, obviously I'm a dude, you know, I was always into gun stuff, but never really lived anywhere where I could actually legally pursue and learn and get my hands on and, and, and do that kind of stuff. So that's why I moved to Florida, and then when I started doing it, I decided, okay, maybe this is a good reason. I had a YouTube channel already. I was putting other stuff up on there, and I said this will be a good thing to actually like revive my YouTube channel and go in this direction. Before, it was more like um, I had some of the music videos and things like that I did up there. I was like a, a producer. You know, I, I really consider myself an entrepreneur, so I had a record label, and I was doing videos and promoting my artists. And, and all then, that kind of and you were also rapping on the side just right um, now. You I, didn't really make it, so it kind of put a bad yeah. taste in your mouth, and now you're like, I don't yeah. do it anymore. No, I always wrote I'm, – I'm, I'm heavily into hip-hop, into – you know, I came to America in 1983. Where would you come from? I came to America from Nigeria. Oh, I didn't, I, was, I didn't know that. I thought you were like born and raised on the northeast coast. No. No, I was born in Guyana in South America. Wow. Yeah. And then I lived in um, – I left there when I was five and I lived in England for a few years until I was eight. My father got his uh, master's degree from Brunel in London. So, and then he went to teach in Nigeria. So we all went over to Nigeria. We lived there for a couple of years and we would travel back and we would travel all around the world every year. He was a professor. So, you know, he had all this time. Um, and we would travel every year. We would come to America. We'd go to Brussels, come to America, go to Brussels, go to England, go to Brussels, go back to Nigeria. And in 1983, we kind of came here that way on, on a visa and didn't leave. Wow. That's crazy. (laughs) Talk yeah. about, I mean, and it sounds like a fun childhood that you can see so much. Yeah, it was. It, it was kind of crazy. It was crazy for me. I, I, you know, I don't think I ever lived anywhere for more than three years in my whole life mm-hmm. until I came to live, not in Florida, because even in Florida, we moved around. But when I came to live where I am now, basically in the country, just outside of Gainesville, mm-hmm. And I've been living here since 2007. So that's the longest I've lived any in any one spot my entire life. Wow. And I'm 47 years old. Dang. 47. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm an old man. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I'm getting up there. As we speak right now, I have a heating pad on my back because I like pulled something. I was going to work out this morning and the last two days my back's been killing me. And I, I either pulled something yeah. or it's a pinched nerve. I have no idea, but it's like throbbing. And yeah, it, it just makes me think of that meme where it's like my favorite childhood memory is like not uh, when my back didn't hurt. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah I remember this is that. How you know you're you're uh, not indestructible. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it only goes downhill from here, Ava. I know. I know. Trust me. <laughs> you're going to start seeing gray hair soon. <laughs> oh, no, I already do. I have like five. And every time they pop up, I just pluck them, which... They say if you pluck them, then like a bunch more come. I don't know. I I think that's like a wives' tale because it's pretty much the same gray hairs. It's like right in the same areas. I already know where to look for them. But yeah, I have like five gray hairs already. What are you trying to get rid of it? I think that's adds character. Oh so. no way! I'm trying to hide that. I'm you know, I like I like when people actually think I'm in my twenties. Oh no! Come on now. You know, well, I guess it depends on, you know, what you're trying to go for. You know what I'm saying? What game you're in. I'm an old man, so I'm fine being the dad. I wear dad hats, you know, unless I don't have any choice, unless I have to put on one of those weird, whatever those other hats are that they call them. Huh. 
So um, the cool hats. So I'm not trying to be all cool and whatever, but I guess you know you're still you're still trying to be cool. I'm Ava. still yeah. I'm just I'm just not ready to. You know face what's reality. the real cool? You know what's the real cool? What? When you're not trying to be cool. Oh yeah, you're right. Let you're that right. nice little gray streak grow in. You you'd be surprised at how sexy that's going to be. No oh, gosh, I'll do the <laughs> Coella Deville look. <laughs> You'll get all these 60-year-old dudes. <laughs> yeah, I pretty much already do. I yeah, already exactly. do. That. <laughs> that's what I was going to say because I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm sure that's your demographic right uh-huh. now. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, mine. I got I got a bunch of 60-year-old dudes uh, you know, trying to marry me all the time. Oh, dang. You might as well. Actually, my demographic is, is a younger crowd. They're typically 30 to 40 years old. Oh, okay. So that's good. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not that young. No, it's not. It's like right in the middle. So I'd like to think my my audience is mature, but they can appreciate a good joke. They're not fuds. You know, all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think, well, I don't know. I think fuds is probably kind of like a different thing because I think old people can, um, you know, old people, they, they can appreciate a joke. They, they've they got some – I like the uh, politically incorrect jokes. Yeah, so do I. That's the only thing that it's – I mean, yeah. is it even funny if it's not politically incorrect? Exactly. It's not. And yeah. that's so for me, I think a lot of young people now are all politically correct. Oh, oh so politically yeah. correct. It's disgusting. Yeah. yeah, that's so racist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How could you say that? I know. So kind of changing the subject. So one of the things sure. I always admired about you is that you're super outspoken. And I think in this industry, you know, you think that there'd be a lot of people that just kind of speak their mind, but they really don't. They're still kind of, as you say, you know, sort of politically correct or they, you know, they play the game to be like in the good old boys club. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like looking back, do you think that it would be, I mean, would you have changed anything? Do you think that it would have been better if you weren't as outspoken? You kind of just sort of went with the flow or, you know. That's a good question. Um the weird thing is the entire time that I've been doing this, which is like seven years now, everyone's been trying to change me. So, uh, you know, there's so many different people that gave me so many different uh, varying forms of advice mm-hmm. on how I should dress, how I should talk, you know, what kind of things I should do. My, and my and my whole intention is to be myself. So mm-hmm. I would like to think that when folks out there actually meet me and and uh, see me in person, which is what I always imagine they are going to do. I think there's a lot of fake people because they think people aren't really going to f- meet them and find out who they are. So I try to be who exactly who I am, you know, and or somewhere floating around, you know, that thing where of who I am. Right. I'm not always upbeat and happy. You know, um, Mm -hmm. and I'm not always having fun and making jokes and things like that, but I do try to be myself in every single way. So everything that I, the way that I dress or the way my hair is like something for people that I guess annoys or confuses people because I have a mohawk and I'm a black guy and I guess I'm not supposed to have a mohawk or, and then my, and then, and then I'm Indian. So a lot of people don't really realize that. So my hair looks weird and people think like, what, why do you process your hair? You know, and mm-hmm. all kinds of crazy things. So I think this entire time of me doing it for seven years has been a lot of people trying to tell me what to do and and how to be. But I really only know how to be me, you know, 
not to say if you go back and look at my first video, I was probably stiff. I was probably trying to be a little bit like nothing fancy or something, but I strive to be more uh, as close to myself as I could possibly be. And that includes um, the things that you're talking about when it comes down to being outspoken, right? Mm -hmm. You know, because I, I'm only doing this because I want to share my experience the way that I see it. And then I think there's other people like me, even my, my uh, brother, you know, he wanted me to do this because he felt like there weren't a lot of people like us out there. We weren't well represented. Mm -hmm. And I think the only way to do that is if you're just yourself. And if you see something that you think is wrong, you talk about it, try to bring it up. Um, so I don't, I don't really regret that in any ways. And I think if I did try to do what those folks were saying and conform and all of that, I, I think that I would have probably stopped doing this a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think that even with age, you know, you get to know yourself better. You become more comfortable in your shoes and, mm -hmm. and, you know, it's just kind of, it is what it is. But, yeah. But I mean, as far as like other people in the industry, mm -hmm. how do you think that they react to you being so outspoken? It depends on, you know, like what their point of view is and what it is that they're trying to do. Yeah. So what I mean by that, it's very difficult to pin that down. I think there's times when, I talk about certain things that people don't – maybe they don't want everyone else to know. So the other creators – because we're really content creators. That's what we're doing here, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So the other the other content creators kind of view this whole thing and maybe even the audience views this all uh, – the best analogy for me is wrestling, like WWE or whatever you want to call it. And it's fake, but everyone wants to pretend like it's real. Mm-hmm. And if you try to tell the audience, hey, this is this is fake, you know, they're like, no, it's not fake. There's no script for wrestling, <laughs> you know, and I think that's kind of like what I found a lot of this was, especially when I started doing it in lots of ways. Now it still is. I think that it really does depend on who we're talking about here. If we're talking about the other content creators, sometimes they don't want the audience to see behind the curtains. Mm hmm. And they don't want them to know like, oh, this company gave me this thing or, you know, they don't want they want people they don't want people to know that. Um, and I think there's lots of other things they don't want people to know. And then when it comes to the industry side, I think there's a lot of things that the industry doesn't want people to know or discussions or whatever. And then even when it comes to the audience, I think that the audience is like they themselves don't want to know that it's all scripted and it's all a game. So I'm not saying that everything that you see on YouTube is that I'm saying a lot of it is that there's a lot of people trying to follow whatever rules they've made up or someone else has. And for me, I, I, I just don't know how to do it. So it's probably my fault and my problem, but I try to just like, you know, I I've looked, I looked at before I did this, right. Mm -hmm. There were other people who I looked up to and I thought, wow, you know, they're really cool and they're doing all this stuff. And then now that I'm in here, I see it all from a fan point of view. Yeah. And there's some things I try to key people into to let them know, hey, you're looking – like when you're looking at this, you're not really seeing and you don't really understand. And I think in, in most ways that would help the um, other folks out there like me. But in some ways I think it embarrasses them or, you know, they just don't want people to know and they would rather play the game if – I don't know whether or not you understand that. No, I do. I get it. Definitely get it. Yeah. Uh, you probably see it too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then there's also people that you see their social media presence and you kind of think like, oh, they're kind of a jerk. Like, for mm -hmm. example, Vaughn, 
the man spot. Uh, just recently, like a few weeks ago, I met him in person. I saw that we were going to the same event, which was a Smith and Wesson event. And mm-hmm. I saw his name on there and I was just like, Oh gosh. Cause I've always just, he's always just kind of like rubbed me the wrong way where I kind of thought he was a douchebag. Mm-hmm. And then I don't um, know who you're talking about, but okay. Really? You, you haven't heard of the man spot? No, the man spot. No. no. <laughs> Should I look that up? I don't know. Uh, I mean, yeah, like he's, I don't know. I mean, he does things a little bit differently in the industry, but when I met him, like him and I instantly just like, you know, we clicked, we got along really well. We think the same way. We have the same sense of humor. And, and I was like really pleasantly surprised. So every okay. now and then it could also go sort of the opposite way where you think yeah. somebody is like, Oh, they're a jerk. They're, you know, they're doing this and that. And then they actually kind of surprise you. Yeah. So what I think it is, is that, um, there's a couple of things happening and, one of them is the technology, right? Mm-hmm. So one of them is the camera or the platform, you know, whatever social media platform it is. And then the other thing is us as human beings that when we get in front of that camera or in front of that platform, it is probably easier for us to stand naked in front of a live audience than to natu- like be who we are naturally. Mm-hmm. And, and, and get that out there. So it's probably easy to just stand naked and go through this embarrassment. So a lot of times when a camera starts rolling or whatever it is, you're kind of stiff and you don't really know, you know, which direction to go. And as you do it more and more, you get more and more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And then that's why you see that as people go on, they get better or they become more likable because they're relaxing yeah. and becoming more themselves. But then there's also something that the camera or the tech just misses you know, and cannot reflect to you. But when you see that person in person, what we do as human beings is we've got pheromones and things like that, or just some some kind of natural interaction that happens. And that's where you could love someone on Instagram, but when you meet them, you hate them, or you can hate them on YouTube, but when you meet them, you like them because in person now you could, you know, you could tell whether or not their breath stinks or, You know, are they really nice or, you know, those kinds of things just don't translate through the mm-hmm. lens. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I'm going to yeah. take a break real quick. Talk about SB Tactical. I was just on their website and I realized that they sell all kinds of accessories. So aside from like all of their braces, which are everywhere, they have accessories like adapters, replacement parts, uh, straps, like different color straps that you could put on the braces. So all kinds of stuff. I definitely recommend checking it out. You can find that at sb-tactical.com. Use the code GUNFUNNY15 and that will get you 15% off. So changing the subject a little bit, mm-hmm. the yeah. whole thing with, and this is kind of old news at this point, but mm-hmm. the whole thing with like Forge from Freedom, Sam okay. from, and, uh, and I mean, for one, I don't even know if that guy's still in the industry. I don't either. I haven't I even, either. yeah. So I, I have no idea. So after like, I've on, warned everyone so people could do what they want to do at this point. Well, <laughs> after, after he threw Iraq veteran 8888 under the bus, and I think it was just mostly because he was mad. So that's why it wasn't, mm-hmm. he wasn't like virtue signaling or, you know, he was trying to, but, but yeah. I think we all knew like what was really going on. So after he did all that, I just unfo- unfollowed him. Mm-hmm. But what was the whole thing? Cause then I remember there was just like a, a whole dispute kind of yeah. shortly after that. 
without like trying to rehash the whole thing and get everyone all deep into it i mean from my point uh, you know a lot of this stuff is on the record i don't really i don't pull videos if youtube makes me pull something down or remove something from the platform then you won't find it there mm-hmm. but it, it's you'll find it on gunstreamer i don't really i don't get rid of things so people can go see a lot of that the 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 long and short of it is i think that sam from fortune freedom could not get into the firearms industry except uh through i think he was dealing with yankee marshall Mm-hmm. That was like the only person he was dealing with. He kept trying to get in touch with me and meet up with me and all that. And eventually, you know, Lola was really annoyed by it, but she was like, hey, you should meet this. You know, do you want to meet this guy? And I met him. And after I met him and talked to him and everything, I was like, you know what? He seems like he's okay. And I decided to do stuff with him. And then he wanted to meet all these other people. So the way that he got to deal with Military Arms Channel or Iraq Veteran, Guns and Gear and folks like that is because I kind of opened that door for him. And lots of people use me in that way. He's not the first person to do that. You know, won't be the last. That kind of thing happens all the time. Mm -hmm. So I kind of opened the door to the gun community outside of Yankee Marshall. (laughs) Because I know he was dealing with him already, but that was probably like a negative for him uh, with a lot of people, to be Mm -hmm. honest. So I opened this whole thing for him and I started dealing with him and uh, we started like coming up with T-shirt ideas and stuff was supposed to be sold. But I could never actually see the business end of it. You know, we always got the runaround and stuff like that. And then there's other people that got deep into this. And then, like you said, something happened with him and and, an Iraq veteran which when it went down, I, I knew him at that point, and I would, you know, folks can find things on that because, you know, he insisted on getting out there and talking about this stuff, right? So I was doing what I'm doing now, and I was like, okay, fine, I'll let you have your com- your conversation about it, and I did speak to the Iraq veteran guys and got their side, and and there's a there's a a video um, about this out there for anyone who wants to go see the conversation, the things that he said. But once all of that started happening, this things just kept unraveling in my mind because every time I said, listen, how many shirts are we selling? Are we supposed to be getting paid here? We would just get the runaround and he would do things like, oh, I'll send you this thing so you can get more shirts. Well, if I'm if you if I'm wearing the shirts, people are going to buy it. Yeah, people are going to buy it. But that what's that doing for me? You know, yeah. ultimately, I'm trying to do all of this like you, like everyone else. This has to be paid for. Yeah. You know, and it's it's incredibly expensive. So, you know, the more that we looked into that, the more runaround we got. And then he was trying to get me involved in like a um, another scheme. And I didn't realize all this time he was doing this to everyone else he was dealing with. And then he was trying to get me involved in another thing where he was going to came up with these this knife and he was going to like uh He's going to sell this knife to people, but they, but he didn't actually have the knives ready. So people were going to have to like pay for the knives and then get them later and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, listen, man, I, I don't really want to do that because, you know, you're not paying me. I'm not getting whatever. I can't even see what's going on. And from what I hear, you're doing the same thing to other people mm-hmm. that you're dealing with. And everything just went downhill from there. And then at the same time, you know, there were things going on with with sam that because he was he was basically scamming people in every business that he was doing so he was doing that in like other businesses outside of the gun world and he was getting in trouble because of that 
And Yankee Marshall, I guess, made a video to try to support him and tell people, oh, you know, go go buy his his two A shirts that he has, and you can support Hank Strange and this person and that person by uh, buying these things. And I was like, you know, where's Yankee Marshall getting that from? You know, mm-hmm. he didn't. He didn't talk to me and and the other people I've spoken to. Otherwise, he would know that we're not – this guy's not actually supporting us. He's getting the money. People are buying the shirts. I'm traveling around the country and seeing my shirts on people's backs, Mm -hmm. other folks' shirts on people's backs. But the the money um, was not coming forward, and so that's why I decided to bring it out. And then I think it just really blew up because obviously he's going to defend himself, but then Yankee Marshall had to defend his position and other people had to defend their positions with him. So other people jumped into that, even though these people all knew that what he was doing was shysty. Yeah. (laughs) So that's how it got blown up and it became a whole thing or whatever. But the way that I look at it is I'm going to put this out there. And then people can make up their own uh, – they can make up their own minds. Uh, him and Yankee Marshall did a video trying to show how they didn't – he didn't owe me any kind of money. And in that video, if you look at it, you can see how he had like three or four different sets of books. <laughs> you know. And then they wound up like either taking down that video or editing it, but it's still out there. Wow. You know, but but that video was up there for a while. They didn't do anything until I made a video about their video. Wow. You know, so I think most people looked at that and realized, yeah, Mm -hmm. this is all BS. And that was that was my intention. You know, this is like we're a community and ultimately we don't all have to get along. But if there's if there's a bad actor in the community, especially if I'm partially responsible for opening the door to that bad actor, I feel like I'm I'm responsible to folks to tell them, hey, this person is not a good person mm-hmm. and, and be careful um, dealing with them because it's very, we're very easy to con in mm-hmm. the community. You saw it with the whiskey whatever guy, right? Yeah. Whiskey operator guy. The uh, gun. Community. That's another guy where I'm like, where is he now? <laughs> I don't know, but I know he got a lot of followers. And oh, he gosh. He got everybody. so many followers. Yeah, you know, and and um, I saw that whole thing going down, and when I saw, I was sick at the time. That's why I was supposed to be on your show before, but yeah, I've actually had the flu for about a month. Dang. Um, and I've just been like, it's just been crazy. But I saw this whole thing happening right while I was sick, and I'm like, I don't know this dude. <laughs> why is everyone? And these other people didn't know him either. I've never heard of that guy before. Never, ever heard of him. There was no one that I know that's credible co-signing him, except there were people reposting his thing, but they don't know him. Mm-hmm. I, I challenge those people. Some of them are my friends. Yeah. I would challenge them to come out and show me where they knew this guy. Yeah, the whole thing, it, we all, I think, not all of us, but a lot of us in the industry screwed up by sharing that and making a big deal about it when really, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. We didn't know him. And the yep. only proof we had was like him drunkenly, you know, making these, uh, putting out stories yeah. on his Snapchat yeah. or on his And it uh, happens, Instagram. right? This kind of stuff happens. What we have to do when it happens and what I was attempting to do was to own up for my mistake. I opened the door to this guy. Mm-hmm. I brought him into the world, into this world that we have. And, um, and he was, he was actively, uh, just screwing uh, people over. Screwing people over. There's like I probably got you know I probably lost like if you look at what other people the money the other people lost mine is a fraction of that. Mm-hmm. But my responsibility is that I brought this guy 
at least partially into the world. And I felt like, hey, I need to stand up and say, I made a mistake by doing this and I'm owning up to it. And this is the reality, the way that I see it now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. Because you know. I even we all need to do. Sorry. I haven't messaged like a few uh, a few people that you introduced him to, and I text them, and I'm like, "Yeah, what's going on?" And they're like, "Yeah, Hank's not wrong." They just, you know, they didn't make it public. Yeah. They were just kind of yeah. like hoping to just move on, but. Yeah, were... most people didn't want to have my back on that because no one wanted to get caught up in the controversy and stuff like that. And, yeah. and then even they saw these guys throwing a lot of different kinds of shade at me and all that kind of stuff. And no one wants that, right? Yeah. Everyone is concerned about their name and their image and whether or not. But ultimately, we are a community and we have to police ourselves. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You know, so that's why that's why I did what I did. But yes, I do recognize that there's lots of people. Some of whom say that they're my friends, who even I would say, yeah, they're my friends, and they didn't have my back on it, and it's fine. But I saw those same people having uh, Whiskey Tactical or whatever the hell that uh-huh. crazy ass guy's name's back is, and that was – you know, know, that was what it is. You Listen, here's what I say to your audience out there. Look at these things and try to take it for what it is. I'm not trying to tell you that these folks, because they didn't jump out there and have my back, that they're bad people. I'm just saying that this is what we're dealing with every day, all of us, and how people operate. And, um, and, and in some cases, look, I get it. They just don't want the controversy and they don't want to fight. But this is how people con you. Yeah. If people know that you won't fight, then they'll push all the buttons and do everything everything and make it look like they're awesome and they'll and the meanwhile they'll be taking advantage of you uh forge from freedom was saying that he that his business was uh operated by a uh, veteran and there's no such person there's no such veteran operating his business wow you know so So, shitty (laughs) yeah there's lots of gun guys that there were gun guys fighting me just so that they wouldn't look bad because they endorsed all of that yeah isn't this what we say every day here in the gun community that we don't like people who, who do those kinds of things, Mm -hmm. you know, isn't that stolen valor? Yeah, exactly. When you steal from, when you steal from a a content creator, who's trying to get out and give the community valid information, entertainment and warning of things going on. If you don't, if you take money from him, that's supposed to help him build his channel and get out there and do all of these things, you are directly hurting the community and that money's coming from the community. Yeah. And they're spending it because they think they're supporting the community. So, yeah. Yeah. So I want to know, how did you meet Walter and when did you start working with him? Uh, Walter from Safety Harbor Firearms? Yeah. I met him, oh man, it's years ago now. My friend Peter Palmer that was on Top Shot. Uh Uh-huh. I don't know if you know about the TV show Top Shot. I do, yeah. Yeah. So Peter Palmer was on the first season. He's that Marines, crazy Marine scout sniper dude that was on there. And um, I think I met him. I met him doing some live things. I, maybe it was with the We Like Shooting Guys or something like that. So I don't want to like not give anyone the credit for it. But I met Peter Palmer and he came to Florida and stayed with me for a while uh, for like a couple of weeks or something. And we, we decided to do all these different things together. And we went out to Safety Harbor Firearms. Because he owned one of those 50 caliber uppers that they make that goes on an AR-15 lower. Dang. So, and you know, this was a guy using a Barrett in the Marines and everything, expensive 50. But when he came out, he, you know, he didn't really, I don't think he thought that the Barrett was worth the price. (laughs) 
So what he found and he thought was good was this 50 from Safety Harbor Firearms. And that's what he owned and what he used. And he was like, hey, we have to go see this guy. So that's – if you look on it, it's the same thing. There's a video somewhere of that first meeting when we went over there and we hung out with him. And then after that, uh, I didn't really – I would see him at places and stuff. But one day he was like, hey, you know, I like what you do, how you do it. You know, can we – how can – you know, how can we do something together? And we kind of like started this partnership where he's been uh, supporting my channel in terms of helping me pay pay for the bills and uh, bringing out really cool guns because he's a manufacturer and he has machine guns and things like that. And, you know, and then in turn, we've been trying to expose people to who he is and what they make. So uh, it's been a bit pretty good relationship so far. You know, he's a cool dude. And how long has it been? At this point, I'm going to say it's at least been like four years or something. Okay. Yeah, we go – we even go – like uh, we just were at SEMA show in Las Vegas together. Nice. I always you know, wanted so, to go to that show. Did you have a lot of fun? Uh, yes, a lot of fun. It's way bigger than SHOT Show. It's, it's really cool if you like cars, <laughs> which we do. Both yeah. of us do. You know, and he's he's into making car parts and he's into cars like I am and – and we're like, um, he's got this thing called Dirtfoot Racing that he's going to do on YouTube where he's going to uh, build and modify a bunch of stuff. And I have like a separate car channel called Stranger Palooza. So we're really friends and we hang out. I, I went to his daughter's wedding in uh, Louisiana a few months ago. Nice. Um, yeah, we hang out and we do stuff. So it's not just like an industry relationship, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're actually friends. Remember when we went on the Brownells, uh, I don't know, cross country, whatever tour thing and yes. you let me drive your car. Yeah. Did you drive my car? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're like, uh, I don't let anybody drive my car. Yeah. No, I might've stole it. Whatever. <laughs> no, I do. I actually have let people drive my car. Oh, well, thanks. I'm now you like tell that. me. Yeah. I'm not like that when it comes to like material things, you know, look, they're, they're cool and they're important and they cost money, but I think everything, you know, is meant to be shared and we don't really, how, what do we really own in this world? Mm -hmm. I completely so, agree. Yeah. I'm always happy to share things like that. And, and for folks out there that there's some people out there who've driven my car. Yeah, for sure. And I know you, you were trying to put something magnetic on it, which didn't work. I remember that. Yeah. It was just, it was like a uh, precious cargo on board and it was gun funny. Yeah. 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 But the car is all aluminum. So the magnets. Uh, yeah. It didn't, it was a no go. But then I, I sat in it and I acted like I was driving. Yeah. You could have, if you wanted to, Ava. I don't know. It was, I mean, cause what car was it? I don't remember off the top it of my head. It was a, it's an Audi R8, which I don't, I actually don't have that anymore. What, what are you driving now? Uh, I'm driving an Audi RS5. Oh, dang. You know, I actually kind of pulled a Hank Strange a few weeks ago and I bought a brand new car. Oh, what did you get? Tell me. An Infiniti Q50. Q50. Is that an SUV? Mm hmm. Oh, okay. Um, is it all wheel drive? Yes. Oh, okay. Cool. Yep. Cool. And it's white and it has like the light, like wheat interior and. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty. And then it looks the... like a bag. It looks like a bag. Lola loves any interior that looks like a coach oh, bag. Oh my gosh. Yes. I know. <laughs> but the only thing is, is because my seats are so light. I'm like, I don't even want people sitting on my seats. Like, how do I know? You know, if, like if they look dirty, sorry, no go, bro. Take your own car. <laughs> At least you don't have Tesla. I mean, Teslas come with white leather seats. I am never buying anything like that. Well, this isn't like even like a tan. This is like a very light, like yeah. almost 
you know, like just think about the lightest tan that they that you'd what see. What you have to do is what the old people did and put those, uh, the, you know, the plastic. Yes. Sofas. <laughs> I know, right? So, put that on your seats so it doesn't get because it's going to get messed up. I'll be like, careful, it's leather, okay? <laughs> yeah. It's going to get messed up or don't let anyone eat in there, which I don't know how long that's going to go for. Yeah. I mean, I typically eat in my car because I'm usually just running all over the place like a crazy person. So if I do remember to eat, it's typically like while I'm driving to the next place that I have to go to. I hate to eat in my car. That is like my – if I have to do it, I do it, but I do not like that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really mind it. And then yeah. also I don't have to deal with people. So there's that as well. Uh, well, yeah. Okay. So no one gets to go in your car. That's what you're saying? No, people can go in my car, but if they have dirty jeans on or something, then yeah, no, they can't. No. Wow. Yeah. But yeah. it's, it's really cool. And it has like the entire, uh, like the panoramic roof, the, the like skyline, whatever. Yeah. I'm so. going to pull that up. I'm going to pull that up while we're talking. Infinity Q50. So you're a crossover kind of person, huh? No, I was, I, before that I had a car. I had a Lexus IS250. And okay. really, so this is funny. The reason why I got a new car is because my headlight went out and in order to replace it, it was like, I don't know, 12, 12, uh, like it was like a little over $1,200. Oh, that's not a, that's not a crossover. That's an actual sedan. Yeah, your car is a sedan, right? It's not an SUV. Mm. Is it? It's wait, hold on. Am I looking at the right? It's more of a SUV. Really, the Q50. Yeah. I'm looking at. Uh, let's see. Build. I'm gonna look at Infinity. Oh, maybe build. it's the QX50. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I don't think it's the. Yeah, the it's. Q... It's the QX50. Oh, the QX50. Okay. <laughs> that would probably help. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's basically – it's a Nissan. It's a Nissan, which there's nothing wrong with that. Nissan uh-huh. got, got cool stuff. Yeah. I mean so Nissan, oh, I think I okay. they make uh, Nissan, Toyota. You know, I've always like kind of as, – as horrible as it sounds, I've always kind of stuck with cars that were not really yeah. made in the U.S., unfortunately. The, the – okay, the QX50 looks a little bit like a Mazda, the Mazda Starling. Yeah. Out there, which is nice. Um, the designers nowadays, I mean, you know, even Hyundai and Kia have really nice designs nowadays. I know. I just wouldn't be caught driving one. Why? So why did you get like this? You know, it's not. I'm not. Uh, it's not so the biggest the reason, crossover. The reason why I got this is because I knew the GM that worked there, and so when I asked him, I'm like, "Hey, my headlight broke. You know, this is what they said." And he's like, he looked around for the part, and he's like, "Even mm-hmm. the part alone is going to cost five hundred. And I was like, "You know what? Screw this. It's time for a new car. I don't want to be bothered with this." Mm-hmm. And it had like I don't know, maybe seventy thousand miles on it. And I'm like, "It's just, it's basically all downhill from here. Let's just get a new car." Mm-hmm. And so that's mm-hmm. what I did. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, there's nothing wrong. I mean, I think it's, it looks nice. Does it? Uh, how many horsepower is it? Do you feel like it has enough power? And it all does. Kind of yeah, power? it it definitely does. Yeah, and it's all wheel drive. So where you're at, um, you're in it Colorado. It comes in handy. Right? Yeah, because it just yeah. snowed recently, and it's funny because everybody's like stuck in snow or sliding yeah. everywhere, and I was just like da 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 on my way yeah. to the liquor store. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> No, you're not lying. You know that's what <laughs> Yeah, but I wasn't what? drinking in my car, so that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> what color? What color did you get? White. White. Okay, what's well, nice. Yeah, white so nice. I – because I've always had – I had a black and then a gray, and mm-hmm. they just show so much dirt, whereas white, believe it or not, really doesn't show 
you know, that yeah. much dirt and scratches and stuff and as being like as like clean freak and, you know, OCD yeah. as I am, I'm like, let's just go with the white one. So Yeah, I, I like it. I like the interior and all of that kind of stuff. I think it's classy. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. And then you can you can drop all these seats down and probably sleep back there if you had to. So you'd yeah. never be homeless. I guess if I wanted to go camping or something and I didn't want to yeah. pitch a tent. <laughs> yeah, you could probably put a tent on the uh one of those rooftop tents on there. Yes. You know, if yeah. you want to go over landing. Yeah. You know, I don't know how off-roadable it is, but it looks cool. I like it. Yeah, you know, like it. it gets yeah. me and to you place. You only to have place. one car, right? You only mm-hmm. have one car. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think so. That's the thing. Like a lot of people now, when they only have one car, they're choosing crossovers, which I, you know, that's like the there's stop. There's a lot of companies that are not making sedans anymore for this reason. Mm-hmm. You know, well, so and, that's like and the yeah, most so universal like, car. If I want to go to the range and I need to, you know, put like my steel targets in the back, it'll fit. Whereas mm-hmm. before when I had a car, I'd have to like ask my friends, you know, who had a yeah. truck, like, hey, want to go to the range? <laughs> oh, by the way, can I put like, you know, all of my steel targets in the back? <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, it's it is. It's it's kind of just a a nice little, you know, meet in the middle. I don't think you could go wrong with a crossover if it's just a one vehicle. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, for me, I think, but to me, I'm a two-door kind of guy. Yeah. And yeah. really for me it doesn't matter cuz I typically don't have more than one person in my car. Yeah. And, you know, it's not like I'm going to have kids anytime soon, so so I mean, I hear you. Do you ha- you have dogs though, but you probably have just, little tiny ass just dog. one little dog, and you met her. You met Tickles. Yeah. yeah, basically, basically a pocket rat. Yeah, but you weren't a fan. You didn't even <laughs> want to. She was like so sweet to you, and she just wanted you to pet her, and you were like, "Get the hell away from me." I like big dogs only. <laughs> <laughs> the little dogs are, to me like, might as well be cats, and I don't like cats. Yeah, well, that's yeah. So that's the thing. I do like cats, and uh, <laughs> and I like small dogs. <laughs> Um, no, my dogs have to be big. My my dog, well, to be honest with you, this is kind of a thing I haven't spoken to anyone about. My dog uh, passed. Oh, so, yeah. How long so, ago? Uh, literally about a week and a half ago. Oh man. So yeah, I'm pretty I'm sad sorry. about that. Yeah, I... but he was my buddy. That was my that was my boy. Yeah, yeah. no kidding. I don't know what you know because I live alone, and so it's mm-hmm. just me and Tickles, and so. Even though yeah. she drives me nuts sometimes, like, I don't know what I would do, you know, if um, I didn't. It was pretty tough. It was pretty traumatic for me. And, uh, you know, I- I'm trying to figure out how to deal with it. I'm probably not dealing with it that well. I did my friend, my friend, Babyface P, mm-hmm. he came over and helped me, like, bury him and stuff like that. So he's buried at this this tree in front of my house that I look at and. Mm-hmm. You know, he used to sit out there all the time. He's there now. But yeah, it's it's tough, you know, like uh, your pets, even though like I've got kids. Yeah. Right? You know, I've got sons and I love my sons and everything. I love my wife, of course. But, you know, your dog is like your dog. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So it's Man. a tough it's a tough deal. I know. Yeah. Thankfully, small dogs live longer. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Unless they get eaten by big dogs. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so, you know, thank, but th- small dogs have a longer lifespan. Yeah, they do. Here. Yeah. So, um, are you going to shot show? Yes. Oh, that's cool. Do you have any you plans? Going? Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there for the okay. entire week. Oh, okay. What did you say? Do I have plans? Yeah. Do you have any solid plans for shot show? Um, I think, you know, there's always people trying to make plans with me. Yeah. I think, uh, I'm trying to think of who, 
Like someone, there's definitely people that try to make plans. I hate plans. Yeah. Ava. No, I do I'm too. I don't, I don't like feeling person. obligated to do anything. Yeah. I want to walk around and go wherever the hell I want to. Mm-hmm. You know, especially, you. especially since I pay, well, I and whoever supports me out there, you know, the people out there that support me, they help me go to SHOT Show. But yeah. So, and sometimes like a company will, will help us go there and that's fine because, you know, then you've got obligations to them. But most of the time, you know, we go on our own dime or mm-hmm. supported by the fans. And I just like to walk around and discover stuff. And when you make plans, it's like, oh, you have to be here at nine o'clock. Then you have to be here at 10 o'clock. Then you have to be here at 12 yeah. and you can't see anything in between. So that's totally annoying to me. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any future plans like shot show aside? Um, in terms of events and things? Yeah, just anything. Anything coming up in the future career-wise? Uh, uh, let me see. Um, I'm trying to think of – I know that probably I'm going to go to to the NRA, the annual NRA thing, even uh-huh. though I don't, really, I don't want to go. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And it's one I'm, of those things. I'm like mm-hmm. – I'm kind of the same way. I, I Like I'm so dumb with the NRA, but I will probably yeah. go to that. And plus yeah. it's in Nashville, which I've never been. So there's that. Oh. Yeah, so I think I think it's going to be interesting there. That's why I'm going. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to bring my popcorn and uh <laughs> Yeah, there might be some fireworks, some drama, but I am going to GOA has an event I think in April. Mhm. And I don't have that info in front of me, but I'm going to go to that. They that's in uh Virginia. Okay. Which that'll also that be needs... interesting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. for people who want to check out your show and your YouTube mm-hmm. channel, where can they find you? Okay, so the best way to find me now with everything going on, because there's lots of restrictions, YouTube is doing stuff. I think they're trying to get rid of me and folks like me. So um, the best way to find me is on HankStrange.com. But after that, I'm on pretty much every platform out there. If you just search for Hank Strange, you should find me. Um, I think in one place, I'm the real Hank Strange because someone else had Hank Strange. But yeah, mostly if you want to find out like where I'm at, just Google me. And we do on, on YouTube slash Hank Strange, we do our regular videos there and on Lifestyles of the Locked and Loaded. So YouTube slash Lifestyles of the Locked and Loaded, that's where we do the podcast. And if you're into cars and stuff like that, you can find me on YouTube slash Stranger Palooza. Very nice. And do you have time to hang out for the rest of the show? If you want me to. Amy. Yeah, I do. I need you. Okay. Yeah. Because there's a one segment that I want to talk about that's next. And, okay. uh, and I would love to hear your opinion on it. Sure. Absolutely. But before we get there, we are going to hear from Sportsman's Guide. Sportsman's Guide right now is having a huge sale uh, for the holidays, so definitely take advantage. If you see something you like, use the code GUNFUNNY20, and that will get you $20 off, $100 or more. And all you have to do is go to sportsmansguide.com. Stupid, funny, cool, interesting, awesome, as... Never mind. AF. All right, so most people know that I pre-record this show, and Mm -hmm. um, today it's Thursday. The show comes out this Monday. But just yesterday, Facebook and Instagram announced uh, new policies. Mm -hmm. So they want to, and I don't know if you've heard of this, because I even sent it to uh, Mike, Mr. Guns and Gear, and I'm like, have Mm -hmm. you seen this? And he's like, no, I haven't seen this. So a lot of people haven't seen it yet. I saw it this morning. Like someone sent it to me. Okay, so... But I'm not not surprised because uh, YouTube made a new policy about going live. 
yeah. about live streaming. So I don't know if that's, you saw that. That's true. Yeah. So for yeah. listeners who don't know what it is, so uh, Facebook and Instagram policy bans branded content from 2A influencers. So essentially what that means is they're banning influencers from promoting firearms, vaping, tobacco, um, and all that stuff through branded content. And so it's like, all right, well, what's branded content? Their definition of branded content is uh, it's produced by a publisher or creator for payment by a business partner where the partner influences the content or is featured on it. But I'm like, how do they even determine, you know, what's a personal post versus what is a promotional post? And apparently in their policy, you have to, if you, if it was a promotional post, you have to tag that company, which is really dumb because I mean, a lot of times I'll tag a company, but it doesn't mean that they paid me to promote it. Yeah. I don't know how they, listen, I really think that there's going to be a lot of new rules coming across the board on all these different platforms. Mm -hmm. And I've been trying to tell everyone I could possibly tell for the last two years that we need to come up with our own ecosystem, our own uh, platforms. Absolutely. And that's exactly what I told Mike yesterday when I was Mm -hmm. talking to him. I'm like, look, I mean, going back to that stupid whiskey guy, think Mm -hmm. about how quickly the word got out. Mm -hmm. And if we could just, you know, if all the influencers could just, you know, kind of push it, I think that we could probably get a lot of people on board pretty quickly. I think so. Go ahead. But well, because I'm like, at this point, something needs to be done because it's just like, I'm so frustrated and annoyed that people like this. And again, companies like that's what makes America great. They can decide who they want to do business with. They can decide what their policies should be. But I'm really tired of like being treated like we're doing some sort of criminal activity. Yeah, I am as well. And I think that these companies should be declared utilities, but all of that is easier said than done if we can't get, uh, like the, our government <laughs> behind us, right? Yeah. And I don't even believe in the government and I don't want to sit around and wait for them, but they gave special protections to YouTube and mm-hmm. all these other platforms and they gave it to them saying that to, to indemnify them from being sued. But every time they make up these new rules, they're like, oh, we're doing this because we don't want to be sued. We want to do this. We want to do that. But they're already covered. And because they're covered, we can't sue them. Yeah. So the government needs to pull those protections and or declare them utilities. But we, we if you hold your breath on that, you, you know, you'll be dust mm-hmm. before that happens. So what we need to do is support pro uh, First and Second Amendment platforms that are out there they do exist i'm on gunstreamer i don't know if you've heard of gunstreamer that's like a youtube like platform mm-hmm. i'm on there as well yeah and they need our support they because i'm on there but a lot of us are on there just as a backup right yeah exactly we, we need to start putting our stuff uniquely up there the industry needs to start advertising there the audience needs to start going looking at the videos over there mm-hmm. and then we all need to get together and talk about this and help gunstreamer become better help them get live help them build their audience and if there's if there's a version of something that's like facebook or instagram well, we need I think, to get out there and support it i think the closest that we had was mewe m e w e and mm-hmm. this was a few years ago and mm-hmm. it does you know, it didn't really, it's just, I think we all just need to get together and, you know, especially some of the, you know, the, the people that have a lot of, a lot more influence than I do. I'm not saying than you, cause you have a huge, a huge uh, audience, but I think that if we just all kind of pushed it, that mm-hmm. it would kind of make a difference. So I, I agree know. with you. I think that – so I'm not – if you compare me to the big dogs out there, I'm a fraction of their size. 
And, and you know, I think their size is deserved, so I don't want anyone to get mm-hmm. that twisted. Those guys, I've been doing it for seven years. Some of them have been doing it for 12, 13 years, right, and mm-hmm. longer than that. So they deserve their size. The thing is that they're so big that they can escape the gravity of everything that's happening here. Exactly. You know, and we cannot. So because we can't, we're going to suffer the most. And, to, and, and I think in some ways – they're going to benefit from that because if we go away, then they're just only going to get bigger. But ultimately, we're all going to suffer. But so. yeah, because so what you're mean, what you're saying, what I think you're saying is because these companies are so big, they get so many views. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, figure like millions a day, and essentially they're making Facebook, Instagram, YouTube money. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. they're going to kind of overlook, you know, what they're doing. Yeah, I think a lot. So the comp, so if we're talking about companies, right? I think the companies are sitting on the fence and, um, they're waiting to see how everything shakes out. And companies are always way, way behind. And, and companies won't think about all this till they start to suffer, which they're going to start, that's going to start happening. I'm talking about the individuals, the content creators out there, the big ones. They're not making major, uh, waves about this or complaining or, they're the ones who actually have the influence to organize. If I try to talk to a big firearms company out there and say, listen, you guys need to make a conference, set up a conference, do it at SHOT Show, do it here or there, where we all get together and sit down and talk about this and have like a town hall on this, they're not going to listen to me. <laughs> they're not. I've been trying to make to get that to happen. Mm-hmm. But if you had the bigger guys, like maybe – um you know, you just figure I don't want to put people's names and things and then they all get mad. Yeah. But if we had the guys at the top of this, you know, the guys that have a half a million, a million, two million, three million, six million subscribers or whatever, if they said that, then I think that people would pay more attention to it. And then if they don't play favorites and let everyone that can get there get into the room and have a say, then we can all maybe get together and hash this out and figure out what to do. And we're all not going to move together, but if a lot of us move together, I think we can make something happen. I completely agree. And one of the questions that I did want to ask you is what are your thoughts on people getting paid for reviews? My thoughts on it is I think if people are um, like out with that, if they're obvious about it, if they're upfront with it, then I don't have a problem with that because Mm -hmm. then the audience knows because lots of people are getting paid for reviews. Mm -hmm. And I don't, you know, I just really don't see a problem with it if you know about it. Yeah. Because I think people think like, oh, if you've got some kind of relationship, then, you know, then there's something wrong and incestuous about this and it's evil. But if you look at every other industry, there's even in the gun world, even if that company is sending you a gun, there's some kind of relationship. Yeah. Right. So, and if they don't like you, they'll cut you off, which happens to me all the time. But if, if, if I buy a gun, so think about this, like you bought your Infinity QX50, right? Uh-huh. How likely are you to say this is a piece of crap? I mean, unlikely because I bought it. Because you bought it. So what, like, what are we all worried about here? I think for me, there's a rare, there's rare occasions where companies come in and they do help me to make my videos. And I always tell people about that. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time I'm buying stuff. Sometimes I'm borrowing things from friends. Sometimes companies are sending me things. This is how it works. And if you know about it, it's better than not knowing about it. Yeah. So my thoughts, and I got into a huge dispute yesterday on Facebook with a bunch of idiots. But Mm -hmm. they were calling like certain people in the industry shills and I hate that Mm -hmm. freak. I'm like, guys, get creative. Find a new word. You guys all sound like sheep. Human beings just like to come up with words, man. You know? Well, it's like one person says it and then everybody else, you know, just follows like sheep. 
Yeah. But I'm like, so do you like your job? Do you go to work every day? Do you want to work for free? Because you, by going to work and accepting a paycheck, you're essentially a shill. Mm -hmm. And yet, you know, and I'm like, and you, people don't have, like, they have no idea how much work goes into a review, just recording, editing. I mean, even educating yourself about that product, like it's not Mm -hmm. easy. And I think that people should absolutely get paid because it's time consuming. A lot of people do this full time. They quit their job to do this, to bring you mm-hmm. content that you are receiving for free. And, uh, and I mean, I've gotten to the point where at first I was like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know how I feel. And I've at this point, I feel so strongly about it that I mm-hmm. think, I, I think people should absolutely get paid. And, yeah. you know, and think about even like sports. How many people mm-hmm. are into sports and these people, the players are probably most likely playing for teams that they don't really care about or they'd rather be playing for another team but yet they got traded this is you know where they have to go now they're endorsing products that i guarantee they don't use but nobody even bats an eye yeah so money makes the world go round Mm -hmm. right i didn't invent this Uh, money is a concept it is a construct and and an imaginary thing but it makes the world go round that's how it works Okay, Mm -hmm. this is just the reality of the world that we live in. So you have to put a roof over your head and clothes on your back and feed yourself and pay your bills. And so does everyone else. And everyone else has a job to do that, regardless of what their job is now. So if someone is making a video on a gun, but they're not like they don't do it all the time and they just bought this gun and they put their thing up there. I get that. And I understand that. But if you are turning to people continuously and they're every day or very often giving you videos and doing these things for you, they have a job. And if you expect them to not only pay their bills, if you expect them to not be able to pay their bills and not be able to have anything, then basically you're a communist. Mm-hmm. Agree. You know, you're at least socialist, but you're a socialist in a, in, in, a, in even the worst way because you don't want these people to get anything for what they do. You want them to create something for you, but you don't want them to get anything for it. You don't want them to be able to take care of their families or anything like that. And that's insanity to think that people like to do the show like this, the just the podcast side of what I do every day means I have to rent an office, pay for internet to be in there, pay for mm-hmm. electricity, drive up to it every day and every night. Yeah. <laughs> Lola, Lola and I are driving home every night in two separate cars to, yeah. you know, to, to go home. And we have like a 30 to 40 minute commute. So, you know, when I add it up, it's about at least 30 days or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Just car time. Yeah. So if you're the kind of person that thinks that people sh- – and that's just that side. For me to make videos, I have a range. I, I have to do things on that range. Uh, you know, I have to like shoot these videos, buy equipment all the time. Co- equipment is always breaking or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got to have ammo from somewhere, you know. We got to get our hands on the guns. There's companies like, for example, I used to be cool with Caltech. They hate me. So, you know, they used to send me stuff and then I would buy it from them, right? Yeah. They they would send me things on T&E and I would buy it. Now they don't do that because I I was honest about what I had to say. So, yeah, I'm out there buying guns and overpaying and all that kind of stuff. All of the, the craziness that no one wants to hear about that it takes to make the sausage if you really believe that people should not be able to take care of themselves or be rewarded for that, you're insane. I'm a car fan, and I look at the guys from Grand Tour, formerly Top Gear, and they're millionaires, and I'm happy because they make these great videos about cars that I get to watch and enjoy and get some information and entertainment out of. And yeah, I pay – I give money to uh, Amazon Prime in order to see them, and I'm happy that they're millionaires. Mm-hmm. 
Definitely. I completely agree. All right. Let's talk about Sharps Bros. Um, Mm. Are you familiar with their lowers? Uh, With who? Sharps Bros. Oh, Sharps Bros? Yes. Yes, I am. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, they definitely like made some unique lowers that nobody else is doing. But now they're kind of branching off into chassis. So they have the Heat Seeker, but now they're going to be branching, and that's for the Mini Howa Rifle. Uh, but mm-hmm. now they're working on a design for the Ruger American short action. Oh, really? Okay. And, uh, yeah, so I'm pretty excited. Nice. I don't know when exactly they're going to be releasing that, hopefully mm-hmm. soon, but it takes, uh, AI pattern mags. That's mm-hmm. that much I know. But yeah, so stay tuned. You can find all this information at sharpsbros.com. Definitely check them out. Mm-hmm. Q&A. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Just kidding. Visit gunfunny.com forward slash contact to submit yours. So guys, do not be hesitant to submit any questions, uh, regardless of what it is. Today, I put in this question just because I was kind of curious. And uh, when the show comes out, the next day is going to be Christmas Eve. So plans for the holidays. Hank, what are your plans? My plans for the holidays are to get as much sleep and food and hang out with my sons and Lola as possible. That sounds awesome. Yeah, that sounds all like a perfect day. Do. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna do. So you guys what are spending you? at um, at home. Uh, we are. She she wanted to see her um, her older brother is in the army and he's stationed in Alabama, and she wanted to go see him and his family and everything. But you know, she just is it like she's not getting off work until uh, Christmas Eve. Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah, I'm not driving. Yeah. Christmas Eve to go anywhere. So that's what we're going to do. The boys will be home. Both both of my sons are in college and they'll be home, you know. So uh, to me, the holidays, the the best, my gift out of the holidays is just hanging out with my family and, um, you know, just eating and talking and looking at movies. You know, mm-hmm. Christmas time, we look at all the Christmas movies that we like. Yeah. And that's fun to me, you know, just to. Just making the memories, the things that really count. Absolutely. I I totally agree. That's why I like Thanksgiving because it's not like super commercialized. It's just, you know, getting together with people you care about, sharing a meal. And to me, I'm like, there's just no better thing to do. Even when I meet up with my friends, it's like we always grab dinner or happy hour and, you know, and just like sit there and enjoy their company. Like, I love that. Yeah. Talking to people is so valuable and we don't do it in, in real life that much anymore but Mm -hmm. it gives us such a it actually as human beings we need to do that absolutely to feel good it's like getting sun you know so yeah definitely yeah oh well i'm going to a friend's uh to wyoming so wyoming and uh it's like a two and a half hour drive so it's not super crazy but i'm going to be spending it with their family my family i don't really have a ton of family anymore like ever since my mom passed away the family Mm -hmm. just kind of all sort of split up and I have like, I don't know, my dad, my sister, I'm not super close. My sister, I'm definitely not close with. And then I have like an aunt in New York, but that's about it. But I definitely, you know, like as far as like memories and stuff, I have a lot of really great memories. My mom used to always like host parties and, you know, and and we'd celebrate all the holidays at her house and Mm -hmm. she did a really good job. Um, So I'm really thankful for the memories that I do have and I'm thankful to have really good friends that, you know, because I mean, sometimes people have better friends than they have family. And, Absolutely. And I have 
some amazing friends that I know would be there for me in a heartbeat and I could tell them anything. And, you know, so to me, they're like family. Yeah. You know, moms are like the nucleus of families, you know, and I think like dads are important. Don't get me wrong. I'm a dude. I believe dads are important. That's why I've made a lot of sacrifices to to raise my sons myself and spend a lot of time with them. Mm-hmm. But moms are so important. And I lost my mom recently. I know you lost your mom. It's like seven um, years ago. But yeah. I know I I know I feel bad. I know that that happened. Was it a month and a half ago? Two months ago? Yeah, you lost about two months ago. Yeah. You know, and, and, and like my mom was w- what you're saying, you know, she was like the center of the family. And even if she didn't have a lot of money, she figured out ways to do things and we would get together and all of that. And like mm-hmm. you said, you know, I'm glad I have those memories. She's not here anymore, but I do mm-hmm. have those memories. And that's why, like, I try to do that with my friends and my family. Yeah. And you're 100 percent right. You know, sometimes it's because like we're family and we grow up together, you know, and we and, and those are the only people we know. And we fight with each other later on in life is it's really difficult for us to be close. Yeah. And sometimes it's not repairable. And I am in that situation myself, like you are, you know? Yeah. Well, I so. read something where it was like, people need to stop saying like, well, you know, it's your family, family's family. But like, people need to realize like toxic is toxic. Yeah. And, you know, and sometimes you just don't need that in your life. And no, and, you never uh, need it. You never need it. Yeah. I cut toxic people out of my life. It's tough. And, you know, maybe it sounds cruel to people. But life is too short to have toxic people like that. You know? Yeah, definitely. I agree. Yeah. yeah. All right. Polymer 80. Is this to me? Or am I not supposed to? Uh, you weren't supposed to talk. Oh, sorry. We're not going to redo that one. And hopefully Kenny did his job. But earlier I was trying to do the audio buffers and Hank just kept talking or laughing. I was like, all right. I'm going to try this for the fifth time now. <laughs> Sorry, Ava. Yeah, <laughs> You're ruining my show. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, so Polymer 80, I was on their website trying to think like, all right, what should I talk about this, you know, this segment? And I noticed that they're selling 50 Beowulf 10 round magazines. And anybody who knows guns, knows ammo, knows what those are for. Do you? Are you talking to me? Yeah. Who else am I oh, talking to? Okay. Tickles? I don't, know. I don't know who you're talking Yo, Tickles. to. Yo, Tickles. Yo, Tickles. You know what Beowulf magazines are for? <laughs> so you can, uh, so it's like, it's funny because Palmer 80, they're always thinking outside the box. They're always finding little ways around it. And that's why I like them. But 50 Beowulf. So their magazines, you can put, you know, 223, 556 ammo in there. So you buy a 10 round magazine and it's legal in most states, 10 round, you know, limit. But you can fit way more two two three in there. Oh, I get mm-hmm. it. I get it. Oh, work around. Yeah. Work around. And yeah. they have them in stock right now. And if you use the code GUNFUNNY, you'll get fifteen percent off. And that is at Palmer80.com. Isn't it terrible that Discussing we have to work popular guns and gear. the Second Amendment? Love it, hate it, find out. Oh, now. sorry, more more things. I'm, I'm gonna freak it. but yes it is terrible that we have to come up with like loopholes and ways to work around it in order to exercise our second amendment rights (laughs) that's why i have to see your face when i'm doing this ava trust me right now give me the look of shut the hell up (laughs) right i'll just you know put my finger like across my throat like you Uh know like i'm gonna slit you yeah 
Yeah. Yeah, but you don't want to see me today. I do not look so great. Like literally, I'm I'm I've had better days. <laughs> you know what? Let me tell you something. I I understand what you're saying. So, but to me, I always think that, and I. You know, I'm an artist, like I said, and mm-hmm. I appreciate art and beauty and women are incredibly beautiful and they're the most beautiful when they they're have natural. no makeup on, when they just woke up, when, you know, even when they're sick, which is sad and terrible or whatever. But in the real, mm-hmm. I think that women are the most beautiful. So I'm sure that you are also like that. Yeah, I don't I mean, I don't think I look too bad without makeup on. And recently I just uh, I perm my eyelashes. So my eyelashes are real. And they're pretty long, and I permed them so that they have a natural lift now, and then I dyed them. So now it looks like I'm always wearing mascara. So what do you mean you permed them? (laughs) Okay, well, first of all, if anybody's listening and you decide to perm your eyelashes, because I know I have some female listeners out there, or maybe guys just want to uplift you know, their eyelashes. Some guys want to be sexy. I think my eyelashes are already sexy, but let's go ahead. All right, so don't do it by yourself. Oh my gosh. Worst freaking experience ever. So even though, okay, you can only do one eye at a time, obviously, you, you have to be able to see, but you put like, you put this like uh silicone thing right above your eyelashes and then you're supposed to take glue and glue the top or the, your eyelashes to the top of that silicone so that they're stuck on there. What? Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, the stupid silicone thing, there's no like YouTube video of this. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it's. And then, I mean, not mine. I didn't make a YouTube video because it was horrible. It was a disaster. And all I kept thinking was, this is how I lose my eyesight. All because I wanted just, you know, a little uplift. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, I'm tattoos and all that for that stuff that people do in like the permanent tattoos and stuff. Yeah, I don't know if I do the permanent tattoos, but I definitely next time am going to a professional because you got to glue your eyelashes up. Then you got to put the perm stuff and it legit smells like, you know, when women used to get perms, it's not really so, you know, so hot anymore. But in that smell of a perm, that is what this stuff smells like. In case you don't know this, I am married to a black chick. Okay. So well, the, it, it's it's horrible. Still, they're still doing the perm, except if they're going. I've been trying to make Lola. I've been trying to convince her to go all natural. Uh huh. And get like a fro or shave all her hair off and go with a baldy. <laughs> Actually, she would look good though. <laughs> she with I've, either either or because she it. has a very she's very beautiful. Yeah, she used to do it. She used to have a baldy. Huh. And I'm like, go back to the baldy or just shave all of this permed hair off and let the real natural hair grow out. It'll be beautiful, but I don't know, she's not ready. Yeah. Well, so, maybe one day. So, Anyways, yeah. guys, uh, words to the wise, just don't do it at home, all right? Don't do it yourself. Don't do it yourself. I can still see, though, so I'm thankful yeah. for that. If you're Ava. If Ava looks crazy in some videos. It's because it's I didn't – yeah, I, I did it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, the the Glock 44. So I know last week I talked about the new MMP uh 9 Easy that came out, but or right around that same time the Glock 44 came out. And essentially it's like a a Glock 19 frame, but it is uh chambered in 22 long rifle. And I know that the internet was kind of it seemed like majority of the people were just like, "Uh, that's what we've been waiting for. That's what, you know, the news is about." I haven't tried it out. I haven't, you know, held it or shot it or anything like that. But if you think about it, Glock doesn't have a 22. And I kind of feel like everyone is one of those things like that, one of those staple guns that everybody should have in their collection. And, you know, I think, uh, I don't, I don't hate the idea. Yeah. 
I think it's a good idea. I think obviously people are right who say they should have done this a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But, but I don't think they did it for us in the American market alone. Totally. I mean, they did it to, I think they did it to get more people involved in shooting because that's typically, I always recommend, you mm-hmm. know, especially if you're kind of, you know, kind of timid about the gun, shoot a 22, mm-hmm. learn how it operates and think about how easy it would be to go from this 22 that has the Glock 19 frame to mm-hmm. a actual, you know, cause all the Glocks are the exact same. They have the exact same features. They mm-hmm. look identical. You know, some smaller than others or bigger than others, but. I think they took their time because it's a world gun and there are clones. There are people. So first of all, people have been doing like uh, 22 conversions, 22 LR conversions for Glock for a while. None of them work properly. I've seen them. I don't like them. So I never had those. What I did instead was I had like a Smith & Wesson M&P 22. I have the Walther PPQ uh, 22. Uh, Walther sponsors me for my podcast, um, and they said, and I requested they send me one of those mm-hmm. because I think that 22s are are like you said, really good for kids and uh, people who are gun shy when it comes to higher calibers like nine millimeter, forty five, whatever, forty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think like a 22 version of a gun like the Glock 19. Uh, we should have had that a long time ago, and I would definitely get one. I have like maybe three or four Glock 19s. Yeah, and I have, Yeah, I have most of the 9mm Glocks that exist. But I think they built this gun for the world mm-hmm. because in lots of places where you can have handguns, the ones that you can have are typically going to be 22, maybe 380. Yeah. So. Yep, agree. Yeah, I think that's why they did it, and I think it's a good idea. I, I It's too bad they took so long. Yeah. So they didn't really break the internet or anything like that, but I feel like, yeah, mm-hmm. as you said, it was overdue. All right. So iTunes review. So first review is from hashtag DRaven13, five stars, keeping it real, found this podcast a couple of months ago and have been impressed by the real talk between Ava and her guests. Even the awkward silences are entertaining. Okay. Can't wait for Operator Tickles episode. <laughs> that would be funny, actually, if Tickles was my guest. Second review is Dude Stuff, five stars, tap, rack, and listen. This is one of the best 2A podcasts out there. The host is fun. The guests are interesting, and I am learning and being entertained at the same time. All right, so Hank, out of those two, who would you pick to uh, win a prize pack? I like the first one with the awkward silences because that's what happens to me every time I do your show because I don't know when to say anything. Okay. So all my awkward <laughs> silences are your fault, and I'm glad, I hope that Kenny or whoever it is editing this. Doesn't edit them out or he does edit them out. (laughs) Don't you dare edit me out, whoever you are. So I like talk. I'm like, right, Hank, hello. (laughs) That's your cue. (laughs) Oh, oh. (laughs) So, yeah, I like that guy. That was a good comment. All right. Well, so now we're going to wrap up. If you guys want to find me, just go to gunfunny.com. There's links to everything, different YouTube channels where all the podcasts are listed. You could even listen to the show at gunfunny.com. And um, if you can't get enough of the show, consider becoming a Patreon. A dollar gets you access to the Patreon-only Facebook page. We just did our Secret Santa within the group, which was really fun because anybody who participated, they had to open their gift on, you know, either record a video or go live in the group. And some of these gifts were hilarious. But it just has like a nice little, you know, kind of family feel to it and... And it's crazy how many friends I've made that really I've never even met in person, but I definitely consider them friends. 
Another reason to become a Patreon Blown Deadline is giving away $300 every month to a lucky winner. And, um, and that's $300, uh, for a Cerakote job. They do amazing work. And you can join Patreon at patreon.com forward slash gunfunny. I want to thank Kenny Ortega, who's editing the show, and hopefully he does edit out those awkward pauses so that we don't have more reviews that, uh, that say that I'm, you know, have those awkward pauses. <laughs> and then I also want to thank the $25 Patreons, and that is Corbin Bonafide, Iraq Veteran 8888, Ryan Morrison, Michael Alexio, Elliot and Mike Pappas, Joe Lyons, Charger Arms, and Justin Paulson. And King of the Patreons is still Jon Snow. He wants me to say that Santa Claus was real until he forgot to bring Operator Tickles her present. And Tank, thanks so much for, again, joining me on the show. This actually might be, this might be the longest episode so far that I've recorded, but, you know, it came natural. I didn't want to, like, you know, change the subject too much. So I thought it was a great episode. Thank you so much for spending so much time with me. And if you could just remind uh, listeners once again where they can find you. Okay. Uh, first of all, you're welcome. Second of huh. all, are you trying to say that I talk too much? Mm. Um, and, th- <laughs> and thirdly, thirdly, um, if you're looking for me, uh, just you can Google Hank Strange. I'm on H- Hank Strange on pretty much everything. Uh, I'm on YouTube uh, as Hank Strange. And also the our podcast is uh, – on the Lifestyles of the Locked and Loaded YouTube channel, as well as all the other you know, places that you could find podcasts, including this awesome podcast from Ava, which is so professionally done. I try, I try, you know. But yes. I would say, guys, if because uh, I know everybody's like, no, you need to have more than one show. Like, they consume it the minute I post it. Like, that's how I know that Kenny did his job, because I wake up to emails or comments, and they're like, hey, great show. Hey, I just listened to this. Oh, yeah, to answer your question, blah, blah, blah. So a lot of people listen to it right when it comes out, and then they have to mm-hmm. wait the entire week for Monday to come around again. So I would definitely recommend uh, Hank's podcast, which is every evening at what time? So we do it Monday to Friday, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern. And like I said, it's on YouTube slash Lifestyles of the Locked and Loaded. If you search for it, it's called the we- uh, Who Moved My Freedom podcast. Yeah, and it's a good yeah. podcast. You always have some really interesting guests, including me. You've yes. Had, you've had me on there twice. Yes, um, and they're all, everyone loves those shows. Ava, by the way, everyone loves those shows. Huh. On. I so, think it's just because I awesome. bust your guys' balls. Yeah, I think everyone loves that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. On that note, yeah. we are out of here. Try not See to talk, ya. okay, Hank? See ya. <laughs> Want to send feedback? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.